0: Hey, and welcome to this week's Invisible Not Broken. So today I have a dear friend who, I mean, thanks to this podcast, I now have a new friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you might remember her. I will link her her um, interview. It was a while ago. Yeah,
1: it was last summer.
0: I know. I'm so proud. This is Jen Toll, and um, Hello. amazing poet and entrepreneur and maker, like rocking maker. Thank so you. So I'll also like link your... All of your stuff in because you've been doing so much since we last talked.
1: I kind of ramped up a bunch of things.
0: <laughs> so, we're going to actually go over that in okay. this because this is a special panel. I, I usually do all these panels with Kiros, um, but this one I felt like Jen was the best person to chat with. No offense, Kiros, I love you, and you should feel so grateful you didn't have to do the show notes.
1: Um,
0: and you don't have to, be to try and keep me on track. <laughs> um, so, what we're going to talk about is a cause near and dear to both of our hearts because like half of our discussions are. Our dear and deep frustration with political activism, not with political activism, but with our limitations being chronically ill and chronic pain and our want for being activists. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we, um, and by the way, if you are a, a, a dear friend of the evil Keebler elf or the, um, <laughs> the Cheeto elect, oh this might be an episode you want to skip because I guarantee you we are going to get political. There's just no way around it. Um, nor do I really want to get around it. I miss my soapbox since I can't literally stand on one. I will figuratively stand on one. Do the thing. Um, yeah, so, but mostly what our plan is here is to talk about ways of remaining more politically active, some of the key issues that are really affecting a lot of us. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with one of my, like why I thought about doing this, which mm-hmm. was I wanted to be a part of the Women's March in yeah. in the Bay Area. And yeah. this was like, I think last year. Yeah. And... I desperately wanted to be there with my pink hat on and I can't tell you how much I just, I wanted to feel like I could do something, anything except sit at home and rant on the internet. Right. And I contacted the leaders of this. They were going to march across Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Which by the way has, I think like three or four handicap parking spots nearby and that's it. And they were planning on thousands of people for this event. Right. So I contacted them and I was like, Hey, um, do you have... What are your plans for wheelchairs? What are your plans for the disabled? And they this? blink adorably at you over the phone? <laughs> <laughs> Audibly blinking adorably. It's oh, like, my God, yes. Oh, oh, oh. We didn't we, think of that. We, um, <laughs> we did not think about, you know, people mm-hmm. who might be affected, who might not be able to march alongside their sisters. Um, yeah. So I was like, so, hey, what are your plans? Do you have areas of more disabled parking cordoned off, do you have have, uh, shuttles going in and out with Mm -hmm. disabled access? Literally, you're right. Big eye blinking, let me get back to you. And yes, they did. They did get back to me with, I believe there's some handicapped parking near the bridge. And I'm like, (gasps) oh, "Oh, well, thank you. There's only like a few spots. And um, a lot of the areas there do not actually have accessible bathrooms. And I'm like, so uh, what? what are your... I understand that this is a lot of stuff you don't want to have to think through, but you know, it's really frustrating when you're like, this is, this affects me so much. And it right. affects my kids that I'm raising. This affects my friends. This affects people who are not my friends yet. Like mm-hmm. this is issues that affect us all. And I want mm-hmm. to be there to be a part of it. hmm so, so it's you mobility were, with activism you were facing
1: that with women's march. Yeah. And you ended up what did you end up doing?
0: <laughs> so, um, a very good friend who I love so much went and she drew her sign with a stick figure with brown hair and big black glasses <laughs> and she said for my friend who is not here. Now, I Aww. will give like a huge thumbs up to one thing that they did, which was they put a huge screen out. And they ran, um, so you were able to like record like 30 seconds of a video of yourself and they just ran, um, they ran that for the people who couldn't be there. And I appreciate that. So like if you're planning marches or anything, um, first off, try to make sure you have accessibility. And then even with that level of accessibility, there's still going to be people who can't do it. So this idea of having big screens out or even just putting something on the megaphone so people can record their messages and just have that shouted out, like
1: That's really good. Right? I mean, the future is here, and we have all these tools, and we can use them to make the world accessible. Like, (laughs) the future is accessible.
0: I would love... I mean, there's so much that we can do with... Like, it just takes imagination. Yeah. Like...
1: I actually saw this fabulous documentary on how um, the women's music festivals were the birth of accessibility in public formats like that was where people started doing sign language interpretation on stages and that's where people started like making sure that like the wheelchair could actually get up to the microphone and things like that was all because of the the lesbians running the, the Was <laughs> that Lilith Fair? I mean before Lilith. Bear, oh okay right? but like the in the yeah. I guess earlier I don't remember. I saw this a while back, but you know, I get all my best information from yeah.
0: documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you can find that documentary again, send it over to me so I can put in the show notes. <laughs> because that...
1: Oh God. Um yeah I'm just drawing that is Um, Yeah, so that was awesome. I think that, uh, personally, my own activism, like, as I get mobility devices, I found to my um, amusement that, like, day three of having my scooter, I went to a protest, because I could. And it was great, because, like, I was like, I would just get on the BART with my little scooter, and I had my little, like, taped-on um, accessible badge, right? So yeah. people would know that I wasn't just, like, rudely scooting in their way. I was like, no, <laughs> I get to leave the house today. You don't even understand. <laughs> this is so cool, right? And so um, I made it to the march. And, like, this is literally, I am 41 years old. This is the first time I ever went into the city without, like, plans to meet someone I knew or with people I knew because I finally had the tools to be able to handle... My stuff, if I should need help, I knew that I had good packed stuff with me. I had the scooter would get me anywhere I needed to go, including a bathroom. Can we just talk about how hard it is to find a bathroom in the Bay Area? (laughs) For real.
0: I mean, and, you know, speaking of the privilege of not being homeless, too. I mean, like, if you're homeless, trying to find a bathroom is, like, 100% harder. And like, Seriously. When you're disabled, trying to find a bathroom that's, first off, clean. I mean, like, you have a scooter, but I have a wheelchair. So uh, anything that's on the ground is on my hands.
1: Yeah. My so ex, it was in her pocket. She had a sport chair, so they yeah. were canted in. Ooh. So it would, like, pull the mud into her pockets. As we and
0: we going. hope it's mud. Like, <laughs> right, right? We were
1: like, I mean, mm. yeah. there's
0: a lot of stuff that's ended up on my chair where I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Let's just
1: talk about the aspect of if you're chair bound and you go up. To wash your hands and the person before you hasn't like wiped the counter a little bit in front of the sink, like you're getting water all over your shirt and and sleeves
0: and like all of that right? I like my least favorite is um the disabled bathrooms where the kids use the disabled right. bathrooms and it's like okay I get that it's really hard as a mom I, I I preach it hear it um but when a toddler uses the disabled bathrooms and then there's pee all over the floor and you're like no <laughs> anyway I'm sorry we're all, totally off track but like that's but a huge issue yeah right? when you're like at a protest you're yeah. gonna be there for a lot of hours
1: yeah yeah well I like rolled up on the outside of, um, we were protesting the babies in cages because of course, Oh, deep breath. Right. And I'm like, I'm like scooted up next to this woman who was brave enough to put on, like, she has her baby in her carrier on her chest and she put a little sign in front of it that said old enough to be kidnapped by, um, ice. And we were like, yeah. So we yelled some things at ice and I'm like going around the outside of the, of the protest and like kind of scoping out how big it is. And um, I ended up, like, kind of pooled together with a lot of the, like, old-seasoned protesters who obviously do this a lot, mm-hmm. like, and it was kind of hilarious to listen to snippets of their conversations, because <laughs> they were like, oh, well, this person isn't running this part of it correctly, and they need to do this differently, and the, and the shouted megaphone isn't working right. And I was just like, that's kind of cute, right? Like, like darling. you've got shade for these people, and, you know, whatever. <laughs> And I was, I'm just kind of listening to these people grumble about how they're not doing the protest well enough or whatever, and then, oh my goodness, I have to head across town because people aren't even giving sleeping bags to sleep on, and I... And I didn't say anything, but I legit, like, was sitting there going, you know, ma'am, if you had a scooter, you could probably go to four protests today.
0: <laughs> I, like- I mean, you could just hand it. We'll, we'll talk about your new business, We could just hand it out, business cards for scooters. This like- is a
1: big part of why we started that new business, because <laughs> I was like, I'm selling scooters every day.
0: <laughs> like, one of like, so I have, like, all these nonprofit ideas, like, nonstop. It is terrifying. It is so crowded in my brain. It is, I, I, I feel for the Mad Hatter. If it wasn't probably. Johnny Depp who played it, I would totally feel for it. Uh, but anyway, so... I'll, off the soapbox for a second um but the um what's i saying oh the nonprofit idea i have is like there are so many badass ex black panthers oh and ex like um oh i'm forgetting all the different um, things that are going on in the late 70s and and activists. late 60s but there are so many amazing activists that changed the world mm-hmm. changed laws mm-hmm. changed everything and if they are, like, you know, in their 70s, 80s, you know, maybe they have some, some need for some purpose again. and Or maybe they still are doing it. I mean, that's fantastic. I'm maybe so they're excited. Maybe they just mad they
1: were letting it all get undone.
0: Oh, my God. My favorite sign was, like, the old woman standing there with the sign saying, I can't believe I still have to protest this shit. Like, yes, that. um but I would love to start a nonprofit of like basically a meetup or a, um, a non-sexual Tinder of like getting new activists to mentor with activists from From that era. Oh, that would be awesome. Right? To really explain, like, how did you change everything? Because I think so many of us, like, my civics class did not cover in high school how you change laws. Go figure, right? Right? (laughs) (laughs) Although, my other sideline to this is I don't think you should be allowed to be an elected official in any way in the U.S. government unless you pass civics class before you take office. Before you run, you should pass a high school level civics test right before you run, before you even get on the ballot. That's just my little idea there. I think you should know the Constitution inside and out. I think you should know the Declaration of Independence. I think you should at you least understand geography. how laws happen. <laughs> that is my baseline for whether you even get to put your name on the ballot. So okay. there's that.
1: understand who our neighbors
0: are. You know, you know basic understanding of how trade works, that business. you nice. okay, okay, um, might be overreaching. Though. <laughs> I'm sorry, but when did this become overreaching? Please understand the basic law of the place you want to govern. I mean... Oh yeah. Okay, sorry. If I face palm anymore, I'm not just gonna have mobility issues, I'm going to put myself into a coma. oh
1: no, well, don't do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at least I'll get some rest No, that's true.
1: That's true.
0: So uh, some of the causes that affect us that we are screaming about, or at least I am like, until my voice goes hoarse and like the big one, which I know people have been I am so incredibly grateful for our audience because like I was looking at our our analytics on the website and I don't know a lot about you guys. I promise I don't data mine. I'm just (laughs) curious, like what countries are tuning in and what countries are tuning into what? And the most popular thing I posted was my, uh, my five hour experiment of no opioid medication. Because I'd heard so many people talk about, oh, well, it's not that important. Oh, people are just using it because they want to get high first stuff. Not fun. It's awful. Like, I hate this medication more than uh, more than anything except not walking and not moving and not being able to function, and not being able to take care of my kids. So that's right. the only thing I hate more than the side effects of my opioid medication. Right. Um, and please don't write to me about marijuana. I love love using medical marijuana it is tremendously helpful for some of my symptoms you might not be shocked when you think that it does not stand up to a dislocated hip go
1: figure
0: right right shocking <laughs> and since I have a catastrophic dislocation once a day yeah. the opioids are absolutely necessary for yeah. me to even sit here and have this discussion or right. be able to move around or sit and talk to people so I was really frustrated with this like wave of the media of all opioids are bad and people are only using them because they are addicted. And it was, it was I'm in sorry, like everything opioid
1: for how hard I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> right. Like I just dislocated my
0: eyeballs from eyeball rolling. Oh, God, I would face palm, but <laughs> I would dislocate my wrist, um, more than it is right now. Um, and that was really frustrating for like a whole year. It was in like, this is us Oprah magazine. Like it was nonstop this like entire wave of, well, talk to your doctor about something other than opioids. And Hey, that works for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but even the CDC didn't make this a law. They made it a recommendation, right? Recommendations are important
1: mm-hmm. for
0: 80% of the people in the world. Those recommendations absolutely stand up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Totally. Right. But there's a reason we have individual doctors instead of a CDC website that tells us what to take. And that, yeah, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And we're going to go back to the evil Keebler elf who decided to start prosecuting Mm -hmm. doctors and um, made our doctors terrified to give us baseline medication. So for a year, there was just nonstop story after story of this. And Orange is the New Black, I'm calling you out because you're my favorite freaking show for social change. And what the hell were you thinking? All right back on board um <laughs> so mad I was like seriously I, I like I have no fingernails left anyway but I was biting them down watching that little storyline um and then all of a sudden we got this incredible tide turn where I'm starting to see these discussions about what's going on with the VA hospitals which oh fuck you VA hospitals if you are brave enough <laughs> to be and uh, I know it's my shock, people. I am so pro our service people.
1: Seriously, they deserve our support. They deserve to have us not send them into wards all the time.
0: Right? I don't want you guys to return in body bags. I care so much about you guys that mm-hmm. I am against you going out and getting hurt for profit.
1: Mm-hmm. So And in like even if you don't return in a body bag, you're going to have to deal with the trauma of what you've experienced.
0: Uh, yes, and uh, <laughs> right there with you. Uh <laughs> So I was furious to see that the VA is taking the CDC's recommendation as law, even for people with massive injuries. And so now you have a rash of service members who have committed suicide. Not that they weren't having enough trouble with PTSD. Now they are dealing with their own doctors, removing the thing that allows them to sit in a chair. Right. To talk to their family, to be able to function at a baseline level. Like, I am not going for hikes. I need my Vicodin so that I can have real discussions with my kids without the background noise being me screaming inside my my head. Like, Mm -hmm. I need that extra brain power to raise a teenager and a preteen right now. Like, I cannot have just chronic pain being, like, three-quarters of my brain. Mm -hmm. So I I was so happy to see that finally, like, there's that storyline being told that, you know, if you're trying to save us from addiction, which, by the way, most of us aren't. Yeah. We're not addicted to this. We're addicted to the side effect of being able to have a life. Yeah. That's the thing I'm addicted to.
1: I mean, I would like the chance to become addicted to regular pain management.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would love the chance to be addicted to my pain being under control. That's the thing. Like,
1: in the times when they have put me on major pain meds, like I'm, I have a, I have an appointment to go see the pain specialist again because I have to face this occasionally. But, um, the thing that I, like, I'm kind of used to pain. Like, I've been in pain my whole life, and it's not like they were giving us pain meds when I was in elementary school. So, like, I kind of just had to deal yeah. and learn how to deal. And it's gotten worse as I've gotten older, but, like, I take a leave, and I use medical marijuana, and I use all kinds of topicals. I am the one in the room who smells like Ben Gay. I apologize in <laughs> advance. Um, I have had bosses ask me to stop using Bengay because I would destroy the confidence of our customer base in my ability to do the job. And, and, you know, they may have been right to worry about my ability to hold down a normal job because it's hard for my body to do that kind of stuff. And I and I have been thinking more and more about how to talk to the pain management doctors this time because I'm scared of what they're going to put me on. And I don't like the ways that a lot of pain meds make me feel. And the biggest struggle I have lately is that I'm exhausted all the time. And I know that so many of those painkillers are just going to make me tired more. And so, I don't know. That's that's hard for me when people start to talking about how, like pain meds are only for drug-seeking people or whatever because I'm over here just trying to figure out how to make it through the day without having to sleep three times,
0: right? <laughs> I mean, God, we all become cats, right? Like, we're, I like, mean, sleeping 18 cat. hours a day. And
1: I'm a great cat. If that was something humans were allowed to be on the planet, like that would be great. <laughs> Yeah. So no, but like saying.
0: all of us like even with the same disorder, you and I have the same disorder, right. but we are but have a lot
1: more mobility than you do still.
0: Yeah, and that that mobility decline for me was a steep jump off a cliff. It was fast.
1: I am- bracing myself
0: for the future because I know it can happen. I, I can. I mean, but we, but like, even my point is, is that even with the same disorder, we have very different pain management needs and that's, that's okay. That's but I think that what a lot of people don't understand is how scared a lot of us are with chronic pain to even go into the hospital when our pain levels hit 10.
1: Right.
0: Because then we can go on a list. And if we get on that list, we're never getting our medication again. And all that takes is one doctor who does not believe us. One doctor to think that we're drug-seeking, and then we go on a list.
1: And I'm sure that I speak for many of us when I say that by by any point in, like having lived a life with chronic pain we have experienced plenty of doctors not believing it. it's like pretty much every single one of them as we walk in the <laughs> room right like every single, they're like are you sure like really <laughs> like oh my god
0: <laughs> no you don't don't feel that way because if you did you'd be on the ground screaming that's always my favorite right. one and like that's why I've started asking them when they ask me like what's your pain scale, I'm like, mine or yours? My pain scale or your pain scale? Because those are two very separate things.
1: The thing I'm learning recently is that we need to throw out the number scales and start talking about what it keeps us from doing. Like what, what a brilliant the idea the actual impact on my daily life is. Because I've been trying to figure out how to frame this because I've always had the hard time of like most of the way that I've dealt in my life is habitual disassociation like if pain comes in then I try to forget it as soon as possible because that's the only way I can keep going right so when I go into a doctor's office and they're like what have your symptoms been I've been like do you know how hard I work at not being able to tell you that right now because otherwise I won't make it through the next five minutes like uh, I don't know, dude. It's been awful. It's awful. It's just always awful. What do you want? Like, it's almost it like when they hand you,
0: like, that little, like, body thing, and they're, like, circle where it hurts. I'm, like, like, red like, yeah. over the they like, Do you just have a highlighter? <laughs> just <laughs> give me the <laughs> fucking highlighter.
1: I, if, if I'm going to color code the different symptoms, then I might need a whole Crayola box. Yeah, just,
0: <laughs> we're going to make this, like, Jerry Garcia tie-dye. I mean,
1: I've done them where I hand them in, and they're like, wow, I didn't know you had that many colors in your bag. And I was like, well.
0: Ah, <laughs> we make it pretty. It's
1: my world what do you want this is why i'm so sassy <laughs> wish, oh
0: my god yes i want that in a shirt can i get that on a shirt this is why i'm this. sassy right,
1: and like down so i don't forget oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> no it is not early onset alzheimer's it is chronic pain seriously
1: i am really good at forgetting it makes it makes me a cheap date in the bookstore because i can just reread my old books
0: <laughs> That's, i love right like, watching movies over and over again like so, i
1: oh <laughs> did i see that before I don't know i was in so much pain i've forgotten it all
0: (laughs) well poor Stu. he has to listen to all my political arguments the same ones over over and over Over. generally when we've watched game of thrones like after watching game of thrones i go on to a feminist rant that he's just and he he listens Mm -hmm. he agrees he still wants to enjoy his dragons but i it's really hard to go you know what no maybe we don't get to enjoy the dragons when it comes with Non stop misogyny, and if you're going to, and this absolutely goes back to what we're talking about with, with everything. Um, I have a huge issue with
1: everything goes back to everything.
0: Well, it does, but like if we're going into like, what keeps us safe as females, it is not when you depict a sexual violence scene where it's meant to titillate the viewer. Like, if you want to... Can I, can I snap louder? <laughs> well, you can snap, snap. Snap, snap. I can't. I can snap still. Isn't <laughs> I tried that the other day and I dislocated my fucking thumb. Well, I'll snap for you. Oh, thank end. you. <laughs> but, like, if, if you want to see this done right, because I know that most of the time the, the directors and the writers and the casting agents, they're male. And I don't think they do this out of anything other than a lack of imagination because this is how it's been shown since film started, since, you know, theater. But there has been a new... A new viewpoint, and that was The Handmaid's Tale. And if you want to see a way to actually film a sexually violent episode, it is that. It is not where you show the most of a woman's body while she's being harmed. It is not from the male gaze. It is from the female gaze if you want the full impact.
1: Yeah, but they don't want the full impact. They want to sell tickets, and they want to titillate the... Viewer that they want to titillate, and that viewer is unfortunately a fellow citizen of our country.
0: I would agree with you, except that *The Handmaid's Tale*, which does this, is doing very well. And well, they're,
1: they're also that fellow citizen of our country, like they're different yeah. citizens. is I, my
0: point. I, I, that's a very good point. Okay, so I, I totally lost track of what I had been oh saying before. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna circle back for a minute because the okay. opioid video I did, um, oh, yeah. I did check. Like, we had people in China, in Kenya, in Pakistan. Um, all over Great Britain. I didn't
1: listen to that one. How awful was it? Uh,
0: it, it was, okay, so I would say it's a Ross video I've put out, but yesterday's was a Ross video I've done. And that was, like, my finger hovered over publish, like, seven separate times yesterday before I hit publish on that it's video. Hard. It was, un I put it as it was unfiltered emotionally and physically. Uh, that was a rough, like it's, like, it's a hard thing for me to give up beautiful. Like, that mm-hmm. was something I was raised to believe that, that beauty was the rent you paid to be in the world as female.
1: I mean, it's certainly a lesson that we're offered over and over again,
0: right? It is, and like I, when I got to college, one of the um, one of the theses I wanted to write was how fairy tales force that idea of beauty as survival, that beauty is a survival mechanism because none of those princesses would have had someone to come save them if they weren't beautiful. Right. So, anyway, sorry, off track again. Um, so <laughs> that was a super raw video yesterday. Um, I'll link it in here. So if you want to, if you want to watch me completely break down. Twice. There's two videos for you to watch me break down twice. And I am not good with vulnerability. So this is my husband. That's what we call emotions, right? (laughs) Like my husband's seen me like lose it maybe eight times and we've been married for 12 years. That's
1: impressive.
0: It's not impressive. It's, it's, it's awful. Like I am so scared to cry in front of people. I am so scared to not be a snarky bitch when I'm angry or hurt or like
1: I mean, if we're disabled, then we must be inspired. Inspiring—that's our <laughs> job. Is we must be the inspiring ha- p- person who shows that you can keep on, and then eventually, hopefully, you will quietly commit suicide in the corner so nobody else has to deal with you.
0: Oh my God! Uh, yeah, and going, the back to, I've anyway. going back to going back to misogyny—the um, whole idea of women erasing themselves, becoming a size zero, dying quietly so they can be replaced, or the old saying of the 1800s where a woman's name should only appear in the newspaper twice. No, three times: birth, marriage, and death. Yeah, like this whole idea of us erasing ourselves all the time as femininity. Anyway, sorry. Okay, really, this is this is my wheelhouse. So that video got seen. Everywhere. And that was shocking to me. And it's a little hard for me. Please keep watching it. Don't don't listen to me when I say it was hard for me. But listen to me. It was hard for me to like know that everyone's seen the most vulnerable moments. But my feeling has always been that you have to put out the most vulnerable stories mm-hmm. to let other people know they're not alone. Exactly. This is the only way I can do activism is mm-hmm. to be vulnerable publicly so that we're not invisible.
1: That's the why. that's why I did. That's most of why I did poetry for a while It's like well I did poetry for personal healing but I also like the reason I wanted to be good at it was because of the people who like I know what it's like when people find the right words that I've been needing mm-hmm. and when people would come to me and be like you found the words that I needed then I was like all right this is the point of yeah. art this is why we do these things but yeah people need
0: <sighs> no I mean like absolutely because like I'm I'll go beyond like my physical stuff and go into the real invisible stuff that I go through, which is PTSD and depression, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people don't know because my son calls me terminally cheerful. And that is true. My default on happy is like annoyingly high, Mm -hmm. but my lows, very few people have seen me low. Very few. And I can, I faked it through total functioning, levels with clinical depression and that is not me bragging that was awful I did not get the help I needed that was the worst year of my life and I've had some really bad years Mm
1: -hmm.
0: clinical depression is no joke
1: it's (laughs) really really crippling it is like yeah and isolationism
0: when you're chronically ill is like hard easy it's really easy to get very uh, (laughs) the spiral is fast and not pretty Mm -hmm. and um yeah, so like going circling back <laughs> to it's all, circles,
1: it's all circles.
0: It's all circles. I I can spin with the best of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so like what you were saying about like and what I was saying about like being public with some of our hardest moments during activism like for mental issues for PTSD, the girl who wore the mattress on her back after being raped oh. at college for an entire year I will look up your name, my dear friend. I bow down to you. Mm -hmm. I should know your name because you rocked my world. (laughs) Um, Emma Gonzalez, who I am sure had PTSD after what she went through. I mean, like, there are so many women who have taken their trauma Mm -hmm. and screamed it out loud. Um, If you want to go with, like, music, Annie DeFranco was, like, my first exposure in, like, diary as music. Mm -hmm. And her spoken word about her abortion... Yeah. And her I totally rape. The- and yep, yeah, I, I could actually do the whole one. Um, Tori Amos, uh, Me and a Gun. Oh, God. Yeah. And that came wow. out when I was 16, when I was in the middle of some of the worst of what I was going through at the time of sexual and physical assault. Mm-hmm. And I was so grateful to these women who were actually willing to publicly speak while people were trying to shame them into silence. Yeah. And so, getting to like what we can do when we're chronically sick whether you, know, you can leave the house, whether you can't leave your bed
1: mm-hmm.
0: is we have this amazing thing called YouTube. And I know that there's a lot of evil at Google. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a lot and I am really like torn on getting rid of, of the Facebook and Instagram for the business. And so I'm sorry, I'm going to like switch topics here for a second because this is another thing that pisses me off when we're disabled. We have so few, so few things we can use to be a part of things or to, to do things good for the environment. And there's so little, but when those corporations are evil, like, what else do we have? Like, okay. So environmentalism, we'll go with that one for a second. Cause I am so, so into save the planet. And I want to be that girl who like shops with no bags. And I want to be the girl who does not use plastic. I want to be the girl who goes to the shops in Berkeley where there's the open bins and I don't even take packaging. That's the person I want to be. Here's my reality. I can't floss my teeth. I dislocate my fingers flossing my teeth. The only way I can floss my teeth is these horrible plastic things that are single use with the the floss strung. Right. So I feel like this horrible environmental person as I'm, like, having to do all of this stuff. Now, I have thoughts on that. I'm I'm sure you do, and I totally want to hear that. <laughs> no, don't finish. But I just I this was saying that this is another thing I want to do this this on was because I have so much guilt at all the waste stuff I have to use, like even down to using pads for my period, mm-hmm. because I can't use anything else, mostly because the thanks under which I know I'm going to get emails about this. Oh, use things! That's fantastic. Ish for me, number one cost. I'm on disability. Those are so, and I really wish that that company would be so great for the kind of thing that's like buy one give one
1: That would be great.
0: If they would give them like e- even if you don't want to do dis- disability like hey give them out to the girls in third world countries who can't get to school for a week out of the month because of their periods like Right. You guys could do a lot there at Thanks, Like really think about helping. Ah, I know my kids would be like, "No, mom, no, bad." <laughs> so I'll do it for them. Um but like so I'm always having to use these things that I feel are are not up to par but I can't really do anything else. And then I am strongly against Facebook. I cannot believe what they're doing right now. Like my jaw is on the ground at the audacity Mm -hmm. to call themselves and to, you know, all right. Anyway, I'm furious with them. I'm furious with Instagram. I am I've been discussed with Instagram for a long time. Why do I still use these things? I have no other way to get my message out. There's no other way I can do this. I right. I can't like go to protests. I can't. I, I'm furious with Twitter. I've hated Twitter forever for their really misogynistic policies at first, but then they're like, we're a free speech platform, you know? Unless you're a breastfeeding mother, and then fuck right. you. Right. Um, we will sell out our international gay population to governments that are homophobic and get people like. It is, the level of evil is just intense here, and mm-hmm. I don't get how they're okay with this, but why do I still use these things when, why do I still go to Safeway when I very much disagree with a lot of their policies? You know, um, calling the police on a woman who's handing out food in their parking lot. Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, Safeway, you need to come out with some sort of statement now and right. a um, new training policy. But I, I don't have the energy or the ability or the funds... Mm-hmm to be the shopper and good person that I want to be. So the problem
1: is um, multi, like multifaceted, right? And I think that it helps if we start by acknowledging that all human activity is folly. (laughs) Seriously, we we are very clever hairless monkeys and we do what we can and every path we take has a certain amount of good and bad in it, right? And so that is really important to understand. We're looking at minimizing our harm and maximizing the good that we do. And if we can keep those as our guiding lights, then we'll probably be pretty okay, right? So the problem I'm sorry, but does anyone
0: else want Jen to become a life coach? Um, <laughs> anyone? Like half of this is so I don't have to pay for therapy, by the way. Aww.
1: <laughs> so the, the other problem is that we're putting the onus on the consumer when it doesn't belong on the consumer. The, the companies who are putting out this amount of trash and laying it on their consumers' heads to deal with their trash are the problem. The companies need to be penalized for what they're doing to our planet. And they're not doing that yet. And so as disabled people who can't get out to every march and who can't be physically present, we can write old-fashioned paper letters. That's what grandmas have been doing for decades. I know because my husband used to work at the legislative data, data center in Sacramento. Oh, tell me, do, do they read them? They do. No, they, have to. <gasps> they file them in public access places. It's beautiful. So, okay, no, no, no. Writing Stop. to your thank you. Writing to your elected officials actually does things calling them on the phone if you don't have too much anxiety to deal with the phone i'm sorry everyone who thinks that maybe i don't love them because i don't ever deal with the phone it's just hard for me um but those of you who <laughs> can be on the phone without freaking out the fuck out uh part of my language can i'm like, sorry do you remember yeah. what this podcast is right, about right, right. i forgot i me mean we swear in our tagline
0: <laughs> be kind be gentle be a badass my that's own true. mother approved that's where my mother who does not swear <laughs> approved that tagline I like that. <laughs> so my yeah. mom is awesome
1: moms are awesome um yeah mine is a national treasure <laughs> that's her nickname hashtag national treasure
0: so you brought up one of my favorite points and one of my favorite shows which is adam ruins everything it, i love him oh my god right i i, I have like mm. the biggest like you know how girl crush is supposed to be, like, non-sexual? I had the biggest guy crush on him. It's non-sexual. I just adore everything about him, about yeah. that show. And,
1: like, Adam ruined something for me.
0: Which, please, yeah. <laughs> please, like, come over for dinner. I Bring adore you.
1: data. <laughs> Not only do
0: I adore you, my daughter this is our favorite show to watch together. We have like four favorite shows that we curl up and watch. And that and is like, Griffin would watch it with me. <laughs> Oh my God, we love it. And like, I've let I her watch every single episode that, that is amazing. But he did a whole thing on this, which I was like, because
1: there's some of this,
0: um, sorry. Uh, the, um, the onus on the corporation. Oh Yes. So that is something. So I have a huge issue with perfectionism. I always want to be perfect Mm -hmm. at everything. And it's a problem. This is not a good, this is not a brag. It's a problem. (laughs) And I want to be the perfect environmentalist. I want to be the perfect feminist. I want to be, I want to be, I want to be. And, um, that's the mythology that we've been sold by corporations: is that it's not their problem; mm-hmm. it's your neighborhood didn't recycle; it's and you and for not if you doing it. You can't
1: be perfect. You have destroyed the world, and stop trying. You, yeah, right. You and I swear to God. One of my favorite things: we put up our family mottos on the wall, right? One of my favorite is "Don't let perfect be the enemy of good." <laughs> So I,
0: I've tried to, the reason this podcast actually ever came out Mm -hmm. was because I kept repeating the mantra of don't let perfect get in the way of done. Oh, that's
1: good too.
0: Because I had no idea. I still have no idea how to run this podcast. I have no clue. Anyone who wants to be an intern who knows what they are doing with marketing and podcasts, message me. (laughs) I have no idea what I'm doing.
1: But you understand that perseverance is like 80% nah, of all I'll go with people 95. Right. <laughs> like if you just keep pushing through that's how we're starting a scooter business. We're just like what if we knew how Let's um, Google it. That's how I raised a
0: seventeen-year-old. <laughs> <High five. laughs> I mean, <laughs> parenting for me was ninety-five percent of. Uh, this didn't seem to work for me when my parents tried it. Oh, that's because I'm a totally different person than my son. That would have worked for him. <laughs> oh well. I, my entire goal when I had a child was basically: um, May I give you enough interesting things to entertain a future therapist, and may they be different than the things I entertain therapists with. Nice. I didn't know what else to do. I mean, he's an (laughs) awesome human. My daughter is an awesome human. I love them both. They are fantastic. They don't agree with me on most things. Uh, Please understand because all of you listen, know I'm super political. Mm -hmm. There are so many people in my life who completely disagree with me. 180. I mean, and the thing is, is, I learn so much from them, even if we don't agree with each other by the end of it, it's a respectful discussion, Mm -hmm. and I at least understand where they're coming from, so I have the big issue, and I guess this will tie right into what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. about where do you pull the trigger on, I'm done with you for believing this, and where do you decide to be Mr. Rogers, or... That amazing guy. I'm so sorry, everyone, for my horrible memory. This is no shade on the people who are just amazing humans that I cannot bring their heads, their names to mind. But there's an amazing black guy who became and I'm using the word black because I have researched over and over again. And every single person I've talked to says that's the that is the word to use. If you disagree with me, please kindly correct me. I'm trying my best to get all of the phrasing right. No,
1: it's real. We're I'm all trying. Growing. We're all
0: learning. All growing, all learning. Um. Anyway, so he befriended clans members. Mm. And if there's ever anyone who should have pulled a trigger on, mm-hmm. and no, uh, bad, bad phrasing yeah. there, um, but should have been like, that's the switch. Right. Done with you, clans member. I'm black. I'm out of here. And no problem. If you still believe that. What I found interesting was he didn't. He didn't pull that. He befriended. He even went to meetings. And now, I think it was like 250 clans members have left the KKK. So the other I don't day... I remember was, his name either. I've got to find him. it. Okay. Um, he's amazing. Like, modern day, like... <laughs> we all think that the heroes don't Mother exist Teresa. anymore. that's
1: who he
0: is. I don't like that woman. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. How about... Um...
0: But we can find like some all of
1: the favorites are problematic. Gandhi was an asshole. What do you yeah.
0: Want? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Okay, you were saying how do you how, how do you decide when to not like be Mr. Rogers or not? I'm like I just go with Mr. Rogers. Yeah. He even knew to dis- to like throw out the Nazis. Like yeah. he was totally like badass when it came down to the people. Man, and, uh, he was really, good. It's simple. Yeah. It's are you allowing everyone in the room to be human? Because once we start dehumanizing yeah. other people, that's when I'm out.
0: Oh my God, that's you know. Thank you. You have like this amazing ability for clarity that just um, I adore you. you. Um,
1: That's really nice to hear. But that
0: that is that that's it right there (laughs) is that you cannot dehumanize anyone, anyone. No,
1: no one, and that doesn't heal anything. From humanity, no one gets cut taken out of the picture.
0: And that's the hard thing with my 17-year-old, because when I was 17, believe me, I was, I was, <laughs> I was not this person, right. um, and I was all about, like, there is dividing lines, and now I'm older, and I was just talking to my mom about this, because we had this long discussion, we have, um, we have a lot of family who very much believes very differently than I do. Sorry, I uh, tried to eat this morning, it's not going well.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, symptoms suck, man.
0: I'm so done with this. Like, I have not been able to drink wine. I cannot eat a full meal. I am like, I am living on toast right now. <laughs> I just got milked down for the first time in forever. It was like desperate for, for uh, I sorry. Mean, on the
1: one hand, toast is delicious. And on the other hand, like. <laughs>
0: not when it's all you can eat.
1: <laughs> like, can you season it? Like, can you have
0: like. I, I've been able to put a little bit of butter on it. Oh, wow. Isn't
1: that exciting? I can <laughs> man, spacesuits, man. Why can we have the upgrade our spacesuit? We live in the future.
0: All I want right now is an IV so that I could just have the basic nutrients go in without having to dry heat for the rest of the day.
1: That sounds good. Right? That's actually a, that's a current tech. Oh my <laughs> you're God. Not even, you're not even casting into the future now. You're like, I just like the tools. No, I just,
0: I would just like to have my IV bag here at the house so that I could just plug in. I'll put a port in. No problem. Okay, sorry. So back on track, my mom, who is um, the person who drives me back and forth to all of my appointments because I'm not allowed to drive far at all. Um she had just met with one of her friends who had gone to a women's march meeting mm. and they had a political psychologist come and I'm like I need to meet this person <laughs> and she was talking about how instead of confrontation questions yeah and active listening yeah now my son and I are very divided on a issue I feel passionately about What's that? I, I don't want to say because that's that's his thing, and i I don't like to I'll give basics about my kids as they as they apply to me, but they have their privacy and i I honestly, if you see pictures of my kids online, it's because they they approved each photo and like if you think that I don't have a son, it's because he approves almost no photos, and I will not. I will not go against his wishes on what he wants out there. Yeah. I read a whole thing about that, about like all these parents who are posting like even baby photos and I had never thought about it. I have been like, Oh, look how cute my baby is. Look at how cute. Look, I made this. (laughs) And then people were like, uh, do you remember how embarrassed you were when you went to, when friends came to your house and there was baby pictures of you up on the wall, you just did that to the entire world. And like, Whoa, didn't think of that one. (laughs) Like that's for them. If they want to put up their cute, like baby pictures. Okay. And I I did a one eighty on that. I did put up all the cute baby pictures until I read the article. I was like, I didn't consider that. That's their identity and what they want to have out in the world. And I just, just anyway, sorry, I was talking about something and now I just completely forgot what it was.
1: Um, you were oh, talking about questions. Your kids having differences of opinion, and you guys
0: have. A oh no, so like, difference. yeah, and so the we were, we he, and usually when he starts talking about this issue, I shut down and I'm like, I gotta tap out. I can do this debate for like, yeah, twenty minutes, and then I, I'm not, and I tell him like, look, my brain power is so low. I'm not smart enough for this conversation anymore. I I will say things that I won't mean or that I don't understand properly because I'm too tired. I have got to tap out. And super frustrating for him because he does make, even though I don't agree with them, he does make some very good, well-researched points. Mm -hmm. I just don't. There's other things I think go into those points that I'd like to talk about. I'm not smart enough. So anyway, my mom had come to me with the do not confront, ask questions and Mm -hmm. actively listen. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, God, that's hard because he's saying some things that I'm like, ah, but. (laughs) <laughs> and instead I was like oh well given this climate or given this idea how does that apply to what you just said
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we if had a relaxing conversation
1: person, yeah how would this affect
0: you oh my god yes absolutely if you
1: were, let's let's talk about someone we know or someone we don't know what if we mock up oh my god your cat
0: Okay, so we're recording this outside in front of my chicken coop, (laughs) which my mother made, and um, I have this lovely porch that my mother made in front of my tiny house. And I have a aviary, which Jen is freaking out of her because my cat just climbed above us and is rolling around above us on this aviary. Just the happiest—he's melting into. So yes, I'll post pictures of this because it's freaking hilarious. And this is what he does every morning. Uh, <laughs> the revolution will be sidelined by cats. <laughs> I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna be fine. Okay, so anyway, the big takeaway for me and the. parenting um, or even having like this 2018 has divided families in ways that are brutal and Mm -hmm. intense. So this is absolutely just one little thing is just that um, a way to, to see if you can repair it, to see if you can have a real conversation is instead of um, toe to toe, questions and active listening and see if it works. Like if nothing else has worked so far, you have nothing to lose by trying this.
1: I think empathy and compassion are always, always good choices. Huh? <laughs> I mean, they're not easy What's more for the cheap seats? <laughs> yeah. Empathy and compassion are always good choices. They are not easy choices. They are actually fairly badass for you to enact if you were able.
0: Who um, decided that might... My- Makes power and strength.
1: Force is the weapon of the weak, okay? That's what Amon Hennessy says, and that's what I believe. Oh. Force is the weapon of the weak. And so, like, yes, I think asking questions is important. I think when we were talking about our kids, one of the most valuable pieces of um, teaching advice I ever received was that a great teacher will point at what you're supposed to be looking at, but not tell you what you're supposed to see.
0: Mmm. Like, How Socrates. Out, yeah, right?
1: <laughs> Love that guy.
0: Um, <laughs> I mean, again, another named, asshole with some really good ideas.
1: I named a squirrel after him. The squirrel wasn't an asshole at all.
0: <laughs> well, you know, he took his nuts and buried them. So
1: yeah, maybe. I, I gave him back to the wild before he became an asshole. <laughs> Is that what we need to do? Go. GOP, here's the wild. Yes. Go. Be free. Eat nuts. <laughs> You'll be happier. Oh, man. And also, I keep thinking about that button I used to have that said, yeah, go ahead, outlaw it. Make it really popular. Because, like, parents, we have this, like, kids come to us with these, like, trial balloons of ideas that they think they might have. And if we are responding like, God, please don't believe that. Yeah. Then they have to dig their heels in. Like, we have <laughs> basically set them up for that. Yeah. Because they have to then prove us wrong somehow my parents idea of like you
0: would will not have sex ever 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 that worked out great mom and dad by the way totally fantastic (laughs) worked exactly as you're hoping
1: right so, um, <laughs> when parents are rational, <laughs> their kids. not
0: that you guys are rational. You did the best job oh, yeah, you yeah, could. Yeah. I love you guys. You sorry, really, I was a horrible teenager to raise. No, my I'm apologies. Maya culpa.
1: a parent who looks at their child and thinks you will never have sex is fooling themselves, okay? <laughs> like, no. Like the person named their, their
0: daughter Chastity. I'm like, oh, that's not going to go well. Oh,
1: yeah. Bless your hearts. Bless. My children and I'm like, I hope you have good sex.
0: Oh, you know, I've actually... I I gave the sex ed talk to both of my kids with no problems. Like, I really just don't feel like sex is ever shameful or wrong because anything that's not consensual is no longer sex, that's rape. So right. if sex sexist consensual right yeah. it's a very clear. it's not hard and by the way another clear one rapists cause rape nothing else mm-hmm. just just an fyi for all of y'all listening but that was the if big if you're
1: worried about rape happening carry a rape whistle and if you feel a need to rape anyone start blowing it until <laughs> someone comes and stops you
0: <laughs> or wear a sean hannity t-shirt so we all know to stay the fuck away from you like <laughs> <laughs> natural selection um Sorry this is plan your oh, so I was talking to my kids about sex ed, one of the big things I said to them was, "My biggest hope for you is you find someone you feel completely safe with, mm-hmm. like if you feel safe enough to ask for what you want, if you feel safe enough to laugh and be goofy about it, like I want you to feel respected, cared for." And that's, and I hope it's good. Like, and I hope it's safe. Please be safe. Like right. Please, please, please be safe. And yeah. if you need any help with that, I will drive you wherever you need to go, mm-hmm. but no shame on it. Like right. that was a really hard thing for me was the shame stuff. Anyway, we're getting, are we still on activism? Yeah. I want to circle back to like your thing and
1: activism I, is, is many things, so many <laughs>
0: things. So yeah, keeping, keeping people not shamed and not depressed is definitely a part of mental health and, and if you are not curled up in a corner rocking back and forth, it makes it much easier to be an activist. I can circle this back. If I was truly horrible, I can justify anything, by the way. I'm really good at it. <laughs> I would go into, like, political spins. I could do it for anyone. It's awful. It's entertaining brain work. But, man, I, I can't spin this. Every other administration I could always figure I would spin. Mm-hmm. I can't with this one. There's no excuse. It's
1: bad. It's just too bad. So
0: as we are closing in on an hour and I'm trying to be good about that um, I want to get to ideas on how to remain active even if you are bedbound even if you're like me where you are bedbound for months at a time and sometimes you can walk um, what is always possible for you to remain active and one of my favorite tools is five star and um, I will I will put that in the links because you talked about something you touched on and it's such a important thing. And that is phone calls Mm -hmm. are sometimes incredibly, Oh, it's not five star. This is five Oh four. And I will, I put in the link. Um, it's a texting app Mm, where you can text all of your, all of your, um, and it will Mm -hmm. send it out and we'll send it out as a real letter too. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, I have too because I do, I get anxiety on the phone. I know it's weird, Mm -hmm. but I hate talking on the phone.
1: You know, I'm finding it's, it's, actually really common. Like a lot of people, and I realize that there's different levels. Like I have complex PTSD. And so my, my phone blockages may be more intense than other people's, but most people are pretty uncomfortable with phone calls these days, I think. Um, and I think that having access to texting is really good. I think that physical letters are really powerful, especially in the modern era. Like when people right. open up a paper letter and they see someone actually wrote it out in pencil or something like that. That's incredible. Yeah. And they scan those and put them in their databases. I've seen it.
0: So the 504, and I, I'll put in the full number for, for texting. Mm-hmm. Um, if you text them, you can press another button or say something um, on it, and they will print it out as a letter. They save your signature, so it is your signature, and mm-hmm. they will send it. Um, this is one of the best things I've ever seen because I can't. So I have anxiety with the phone, but also it's physically painful for me Yeah, to be on the phone for too long in one of my flares. So this is like activism without mm-hmm. agony
1: yeah Woo-hoo. yeah I think that's that's a good point that I don't actually give myself enough credit for the amount of pain that the phone can bring oh my god right because like my ears will ache and like just that sound going into your ear can be hard and like it's neck like, anyway. it's it's
0: this motion for me of like holding the phone yeah. and my wrist pops yeah. all the time yeah
1: or if I prop it, that's just mm-hmm. bad
0: news for my. Everything. No, and like texting is an issue for me. So I'm using the microphone a lot now, which means there's a lot of like <laughs> going back and fixing. Yes. I have never once meant duck. <laughs> not once in my fucking life have I ever typed in <laughs> fucking meant duck. Oh, not yes. once, not ducking, not duck, none. Yeah. I typed in hell and they changed it to bell. I mean, like, really, really AI. Did that make sense for this? <laughs> Anyway, I want
1: to know why the AI is so, like...
0: Um, Anti-swearing?
1: Yeah, like, so, like, they put together the, um, the secret cabal of people who put ratings on movies and were like, you guys decide what words are okay for people to speech to text.
0: <laughs> you know, I, like, I'm just amazed at the level of horrors that, they, uh, that is allowed that is okay. Mm-hmm. But a word I say... Sense that's scope, people. Okay. Scope. <laughs> I mean, like, and I understand there are words that you do not say. Yeah. At all. Um, and, and can but I those are out, words that harm others. If I say the, the word ones... "fuck," that is not harming someone.
1: But let's let's keep in mind that it goes with the earlier litmus test of dehumanization. Mm. The words that are flat out are the ones that make people <gasps> okay. feel dehumanized.
0: Uh, seriously, bow down. to This woman is so good at clarity. <laughs> like, please become a life coach. Like, <laughs> I would say therapist, but that's a thousand hours of. Of no, it's it's now I I had actually looked into it when I got really sick. Yeah. Of well I could probably be a therapist from my wheelchair. I'll go back to school, I'll I have most of my psychology degree done anyway because my dad was a therapist, I was gonna be a child's therapist before I, was I switched be an
1: art
0: over. In oh I love that. Um and then I found out it was a thousand hours that you're supposed to train for and I was like, uh, there's no physical way I could do that. It would yeah, never happen. Right?
1: Oh my god. I a lot of this clarity that I that I gained um in recent years around systemic oppression was because I was offered a chance by Aya de Leone, who is an incredible, incredible human being, who is teaching the um, poetry for the people at the UC Berkeley. Um, I met her through Hacker Moms and she offered me the chance to audit the class. And I didn't, real- oh. I should have realized I offers this class to me. This is not just going to be a poetry class, right? This is going to be the revolutionary poetry class of my dreams. And like, I'm going to cry from jealousy right now. Oh my God. <laughs> I will take you if we can get your scootering about. Cause like that was the, that was a really big part. I didn't have a scooter yet and I didn't realize how much walking was a problem. for me.
0: Yeah. I'm turning green with jealousy and if I could ever like, it's such a, in the butt to pack my wheelchair anyway, so if I ever can... But We'll, that, f- we'll find you something. <laughs> so that brings me to my other thing that I've been ruminating on because mm-hmm. I I really am <laughs> going to go back to uh, the interview I did a while ago where she said um, her body is an introvert she's an extrovert I recharge by ideas I recharge by being around other people sparking and then I can spark off of that and like that is the thing I miss the most about being healthy is being in those communities where people want to change things and we talk about it and like all of a sudden by the end of lunch we've like developed a new web tv channel that's going to take down the patriarchy like I love that stuff and I can't do it anymore because like, like I even ran a Q&A for. um for a documentary about slut shaming. And mm-hmm. that was like my favorite thing I've ever done was running that Q&A at the end of that documentary. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. So what I was thinking is, is that a lot of us are too sick to leave. And then I was thinking about like back in the Louis the Sixteenth era where they'd have salons in people's bedrooms, you know? Yeah. And hey, you know, like no shade on whatever you want to do in your own bedroom. But I'm just saying like, if you're stuck in bed, inviting people over to have this discussion, if you have people in your life who will do that. Now, if you don't and you can't, one of the things I was thinking is there's FaceTime and Skype. There are yeah. ways to do this digitally. So I, I just want to float that idea out there. If someone wants to help me get that started for Invisible Not Broken political community, <laughs> I'm in. I just This podcast is 40 hours a week for me to run. So don't have a lot of time, but I really want to get that started. And speaking of getting things going, I have six minutes left. And I really want Jen to talk about her new business because it ties right into political activism and the ability for people who have... Mobility issues, mm-hmm. and you were just telling me that like that how you got this idea was by using your scooter at a march. So
1: yeah, I I got this scooter because my husband is really a lot better at accessing tools than I am. I think it's because he's an engineer and he's like, oh, you have a problem. Well, look, there are tools, and I'm like, wow, really? I didn't even know we lived this far in the future, right? So he got me this scooter. It's called an Irby, and it changed my entire life. Like he. He ran a little bit of a test balloon and getting me on this little kitty electric scooter that was awful, but I could see the potential, which was what he needed to see if if there was potential there. And then he completely like bankrupted us for a few weeks because he's like, "I'm spending all the money. I'm sorry, but I have to spend all the money." And I was like, "I mean, it could be it could be wonderful. I don't know. I could never do this for myself and put our family through this pinch point, right? Like, I couldn't." But. You know, if our family had a more functional mom, then I, we would do better. So, like, maybe it'll be great. And it showed up. And I swear to God, by day three, I was at a protest in San Francisco by myself because I could. Like, we went to, Tar- we went to Ikea. And I legit went through all of Ikea twice and didn't have to go home and collapse. Like, I don't even know how to
0: express. Okay. Now, first, I'm just saying emotionally and physically exhaustion of just going through Ikea once is like, I am a rat in a maze. Help me.
1: I'm serious. (laughs) Where's my cheese? No. (laughs) Like, I could just toot along. And I mean, I'm going super slow. Like, they made this device not for mobility users. They made this for, like, tech bros who want to get to work and maybe tool around afterwards, right? So, like, it goes way too fast for me, and I'm mostly, like, trying to figure out how to just squeeze the throttle a few millimeters so that I don't topple over from just walking next to the scooter. I'm, like, full-on Fred Flintstoning it (gasps) a few times, right? But it's changed my life, and every time I leave the house, it's, like, at least three or four people want to stop me and be like, what is this magical device that you have? And, like, I'll flat chase down the little old ladies, right? I'm like, hey... Did you know that you could probably go all the way over there and not feel awful afterwards? Because, like, I'm about to go all the way over there to that water fountain just because I feel like Oh, my God. (laughs) Just because I'm not even going to drink
0: out of the water fountain. I'm I'm just going to go. I'm just
1: going to go over there and come back over here, and it's not going to do anything to my spoon level, and I'm just going to laugh the whole time maniacally and (laughs) grab a a broom to the side of it. Uh, Yeah, anyway. So we've nicknamed it Falcor from the never ending story. And we've been, we've been joking about the never ending summer and I'm chasing my kid around the other day. He's flat sprinting, showing me how fast he can go down the long blocks with no driveways. And I'm like right on his heels the whole way. And I'm like, Oh my God, I've never been fast. This is incredible. So after we sold like our first 20, 25 scooters to people (laughs) who were like, gee, those are awesome. Can we buy them directly from you? No. Oh, well we can go look them up. We decided that we should probably offer this as a way for us to get paid, too. Yeah. And so we're starting Because, to start. by the way,
0: we're sick in the United States. It's the most expensive hobby you will ever have in the United States is being disabled it's in real. the U.S.
1: It's real. Like, I am going to have to pay for more mobility devices myself. Yeah. And I was like, you know, as soon as I realized how useful Falcor was... I was like, I'm going to have to have a small stable so that if one of them needs repair. I, I love that you're calling it. it a stable. I am. <laughs> I've like already got a swag bike in it. And we got our first jaunt, which is what we're calling our first set of scooters. And we set up our website, and we started, like, the drop shipping. And we were Tell me testing. you're going to have unicorn
0: colors. I want a unicorn one.
1: I mean, I'm sure we can work it out. The one that um, Griffin is testing for the the smaller-slash-kid set for us next is called a Jetson, and it's got this huge light beam on the front light box that yeah. changes colors, so that should be fun. We don't know yet which ones we can actually carry and, like, be distributors for, but we're figuring that out, too, and it's yeah. just... it's amazing the things the internet can like so are you ready to pull the trigger do you
0: already have you have the website up right
1: people can buy at any point excellent
0: so if you are listening to this and you're like um I'm not ready for the wheelchair yet I still have balance I just I need my spoons to stay okay throughout the day I need to still be able to work at my Mm -hmm. office job and get to my bosses Mm -hmm. and get back to my desk without feeling like I need a nap a
1: seat right one of our scooters already
0: so this is fantastic, and um, I I am pitching this mostly because I know the struggle is real, and I know how hard it is to admit when you need mobility aids. I fought it way longer than I should have. Once I finally got mine, I was like, oh, "New world, new world, new possibilities!" Oh my god! And can I say it's not, that oh,
1: shame is yeah. how the man keeps us down? No, <laughs> well, seriously, I, what I will
0: say is is that a huge problem is is the world sees uh, mobility aids as a as a um, prison, as, as something to hold you back. And it is not, it is freedom. It's freedom. So please listen to us when we say we need to change that, that topic, change that mindset. Mobility aids, are freedom. Jen is, uh, has this amazing new business where she has a mobility aid. It may be for you, may not be for you, but if you are losing spoons throughout the day, just getting through a grocery store, getting around your office, Um, start thinking about this. No, Jen is not sponsoring this, by the way. I strictly asked her over here to do this with me because I know how active she is. And I also knew she was starting this business and it's a business I support and believe in wholeheartedly. We
1: need to link to the ADA recommendations on mobility devices too, because that was huge for me. I can send you a link. I actually have printouts that I keep on my scooter in case people have opinions and not enough information. Um, I was amazed at how much assistance we are allowed, we are encouraged to take.
0: When we need it. Uh, yeah. I am, and uh, yeah. Okay. I, I will have another one about ADA compliance and uh, kidding around the world and mobility aids. We'll do that another time. Okay, okay. <laughs> we, need to, we need to wrap up. Um, I just wanted to go over real quick some of the things we said because I want to underline this. And most of it is what Jen said because she's awesome. Mm. Remember, as you go out in the world, empathy and compassion is bravery that we're not saying that there are good people on both sides. What we're saying is there are people on both sides and there are people who could be good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, there are people who might be misguided. Um, but if, if everything else has failed, <laughs> you have nothing to lose by trying empathy, compassion, and active listening Right. that is still open to you. And if you are lost in this, if you need a, a phrase just to say over and over again, just to hold it, what would Mr. Rogers do? (laughs) I want that on bracelets on everyone's arms. I have gone back to Mr. Rogers quotes when I am curled in fetal position, rocking back and forth after reading Twitter.
1: Um, He's it, totally been dead long enough. He didn't abuse anyone. They would have come forward. Yeah, they would him. have come <laughs> forward. It's okay.
0: It is safe, completely safe right. <laughs> to build the cult of Mr. Rogers. He has proven the, the cult contestant. of kindness, grace, empathy, and compassion. I am all about it. Um, Again, we're going to talk one more time just for a minute because I've had people say how grateful they are that this is free. I will never not have free content for Invisible Not Broken. You will always be able to access this podcast free. I will never, ever, ever make it not free. What I will say is I am on disability. That barely pays groceries. Um, So... Keep an eye out for the Patreon Patreon account that we are going to be starting up. If you love this and you are able to, <laughs> please, 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 please help us. If for no other reason than I need an assistant to help me with all the stuff I don't know how to do right. Um, and for the other side, I need more. My budget for braces that don't work is, like, <laughs> off the freaking right. hook. <laughs> I want to try laser therapy so bad. I can't even tell you guys I can't afford it. Uh, $50 a try. Um, anyway, so <laughs> if you want to support your local sick podcast host, um, keep an eye out for the Patreon, Patreon account. Um, if you can support Jen and this is something that works for you. I'm going to have links to her new business in the show notes. If you cannot afford Jen, but you're looking at this going, oh my God, I know 20 people that this would change their lives. Please, please, please send them her information. Um, she goes out with this thing and she like she gets surrounded by people who are like, this would change my mom's life, my grandma's life, my aunt's life. Mm-hmm. Again, Jen is not paying me to do this, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who forced her to come here and talk about mm-hmm. this because... I can't tell you how free my life got when I could get out in the world using mobility aids. And
1: it's important to keep in mind that there's been recent surges in technological advancement that are making um, scooters of various types cheaper and easier to build and quieter. So if you if tried you ten years ago
0: and it didn't work out, three, look again. Three years ago,
1: five years yeah. ago, like there's more and more things available.
0: And I'm sure I didn't ask you about this. So if you get so many emails, and you're like, "What did you do to my life?" I'm sorry, um, but you also have a whole bunch of information about ADA, and we're going to put a lot of that in the show notes. Um, I was thinking about say, oh, if you are listening to this and you're like, "Wow, I know people," this is a super shareable episode. Please share us. Um, share this episode. If you share none of our other episodes, share this one because I guarantee you there's a whole bunch of people who are on Tumblr, who are on Pinterest, my universe, who are on all these social media platforms who are like, I'm disabled and I'm furious and I want to do something and I feel even more depressed and alone because I can't help those who are hurting and I want to. Um, Share this episode with them. We have a whole bunch of ideas of things you can do from bed. Yeah. Just some starter ideas. If you have other ideas, do not hesitate to reach out. Put it in the comments. We, um, If you want to tweet it to us, um, we are at Invisible not Super easy way to reach me. Um, also, if you're on the Evils of Facebook, you can always message me. I'm still on the Evils of Facebook and Instagram. Um, another little sideline there is some of you are so kind and have written incredibly beautiful things to me and I think yesterday I got the most amazing little I was tagged on this and it was this is the podcast that's got me through like the worst of the worst at 2am and I kid you guys not this is a 40 hour week job that I do not get paid for keeping this podcast going and I was I've been really sick the last two months things have been really hard and awful and intense and there's very little help for it and I was thinking about putting this down to like a once a month podcast because it was just getting too much for me. Like, seriously, you guys writing little nice things to me and Kiros And when you guys write to some of my guests, which I, I try to pass on, I, I cannot tell you how much that means to us, uh, mm-hmm. all of us. Like, we, we are human beings. We are real. And we, we do respond to scratches behind the ears very well. <laughs>
1: Remember, <laughs>
0: disabled sometimes
1: means cat. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's like 90%, right? Okay. All right. Thanks oh, so much, everyone. Those oh. of you who are in pain today... Congratulations! I'm sure you're doing great.
0: Right, set the bar different. I mean, we talk a lot about inspiration; bars are set way too low. But um, we're not talking about inspiration. We're talking about survival, and you yeah. made it. You're awake this morning. You're listening. Um, I'm sure
1: you've done something fucking amazing today.
0: You just—if
1: you just ran
0: up a mountain to get your your kitchen, get to the kitchen and back, or just to sit up in bed—and mm-hmm. I mean, like, cheers! Well done. We mm-hmm. hear you. We're here for you. We're so proud. We're, we're so, 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 so proud, proud of you. We're so proud. Aren't we such mommies? Like, oh my God, so we're so of proud of you all. <laughs> Not no shade, no sarcasm no, there. I'm, real. really, I'm really, really proud. Really, really proud. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're gonna end it with their tagline, yeah. which is "Be kind and be a badass." Be gentle, and I'll let you go with the last and one. Be a badass. Be a fucking badass.